This is the Hungarian Politics Podcast for June 27th, 2016. It's great to have you with us today. I'm Steve Nelson, and in this podcast, we take an in-depth look at the Brexit referendum in the UK last week and what it could mean for Hungary. In today's show, I ask two Hungarian observers of the European Union their opinions on the impact of Brexit on Hungary. I should say that these interviews were conducted prior to the decision by the British public to leave the EU on Thursday, June 23rd. We're going to be speaking to former EU Commissioner Laszlo Andor about this subject a little later in the program. But first, I had a talk with Katalin Halmai, who is the foreign correspondent for Neipzabadshag in Brussels. And now I'd like to welcome Katalin Halmai, the Brussels correspondent for Neipzabadshag, to the podcast. Katalin, it's great to have you with us. Yes, it's great to, to meet you through Skype. <laughs> I'd like to ask you about the impact that a leave result in the Brexit vote might have on Hungary. But I'm very fascinated with this full-page ad that the Hungarian embassy in London took out yesterday in the Daily Mail at the reported price of 21 million forints. Can you tell us a little bit about this? Yes, I was also surprised, Stephen, when I, when I read the news and even, even saw this, this ad in the papers. Because, uh, as you know, Viktor Orban is a well-known Eurosceptic in the European Union. So if there is anyone who you wouldn't suggest, uh, expect uh, to have such, a, such an ad, that is Viktor Orban, the Hungarian Prime Minister. But I think the reason he put this ad in the Daily Mail is that Hungary and his government, the Hungarian government, really wants the UK in the European Union because they see the UK as a member state which wants loose relations with the European Union, which is not a federalist member state, which wants to have more and more sovereignty, not giving it to the European Union. And it is something which the Hungarian government, led by Viktor Orban, the well-known Eurosceptic, is very in line with. That's one thing that surprised me. Our prime minister is not known for encouraging a strong European Union. Mm -hmm. So what was this ad trying to achieve? I see. I, really, Stephen, I don't know. I was also surprised, as I told you, Um Last week, by the way, the spokesperson of Mr. Orban was in Brussels. He held a press conference for the international press. We were also present, a Hungarian journalist based in Brussels. We asked the spokesman about his opinion, about the Hungarian government's opinion on the British referendum, and he avoided to answer this question. Mm. He said that they don't want to influence uh, the outcome of the referendum. So they leave it to the British people to decide whether they want to be a member of the European Union, whether they, they want the country, their country to be a member of the European Union, 
or or don't. So I I was really surprised by this uh, advertisement. Uh, the only thing I I am thinking about is that maybe Orban wanted to take part uh, somehow in the in this uh, new European phenomenon when mm. almost everybody express his or her opinion on this, and maybe he didn't want to to be left out. If you understand what I mean, because Angela Merkel said that uh, he favors the the British membership, and um, the French president said something uh, similar. And every politician, every leader, try to somehow, if you will, influence the outcome. So maybe Orbán didn't want to be left out. Mm, very interesting. Yeah, there was a statement by Laszlo Andor, who we're going to talk to uh, later mm-hmm. in this podcast. Uh, who made a statement to your paper, and he said that the whole thing was just a ploy by Orban to get people to talk about him. Is that what you're referring to? He just Maybe. wanted to appear that that he's a great statesman and and he has a an opinion as well. Maybe maybe he is right. You know, Orban after the migration crisis, uh, Orban started uh, thinking of himself as a kind of leader of the European Union as a kind of uh, 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 politician who decides, who defines the mainstream in the European Union. So maybe this this uh, advertisement means the same for him. It, it's, it's possible. If the British do vote to leave the EU, how do you think this will affect Hungary? I know there's several different dimensions. Let's start with all the Hungarians in Britain, many of them studying and working. Will they be kicked out of the UK? I think, Stephen, that they can stay there. I mean, if they work and uh, and settled there, then I don't see any legal possibility to kick them out from the United Kingdom. I think many people who who didn't settle there, who are just searching for a job or ha- hasn't uh, made made uh, made up his or her mind what to do, maybe they will leave. But I think those uh, Hungarians and uh, Central and Eastern Europeans who are settled in the UK, who has a decent job there, who work, I don't think they they would leave, and I don't think that even the leave camp wants them to leave. It might cause critical talent leaving the country. That's a reason for that, yes. How about the economic effect on Hungary of Britain leaving the EU? Uh, generally, Stephen, I think that the European Union will be poorer and weaker without the United Kingdom. That doesn't refer only to Hungary, but to all member states. It will be a poorer integration, a poorer community without the UK, which is the second biggest uh, member state, economically, I mean, of the European Union. Secondly, when we talk about Hungary, I think the Hungarian government is afraid of losing EU, some EU funding because we know that the United Kingdom is one of the net contributors to the EU budget. So Hungary may lose many, many millions of euro if the United Kingdom leaves. And of course, there could be some monetary consequences. The foreign uh, can lose its its value and and some other things which are which are absolutely disadvantages, not beneficial for the Hungarian economy. 
Yesterday, Index wrote a long article detailing the impact of a Brexit. Mm -hmm. And in the sidebar, there was a very interesting little short little discussion that claimed that whatever happens to the EU, it wouldn't necessarily be a bad thing in the long run to reduce or eliminate EU subsidies to Hungary. The argument is that if we're dependent on money coming from the EU, then we're not building up our economic potential, uh, not building up a foundation for a strong economic base. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, I, if, if this is the reasoning, Stephen, I don't agree with it at mm-hmm. all. Because I think that these uh, poorer member states, which are Hungary and all the Central and Eastern European member states, they need... They need the EU money, they need the EU funds to restructure their economy, to keep up uh, with the competition with the more developed countries uh, of the European Union. So these countries opened their economy when they uh, exceeded the European Union and it caused a lot of a lot of trouble for them. It, it, it meant a lot of disadvantages for the economy of these countries. So, so these disadvantages somehow must be compensated. And this is a sort of compensation. EU funding is a compensation to help these countries to, to catch, catch up with the more developed countries and, and to keep up with the competition. I don't think that it's, it's something which we do not deserve or which we can uh, avoid. If the UK leaves the EU, then is it possible that Hungary could follow it? What are the chances of Hungary leaving? Yes, it's a very good question because some people, some very serious people, politicians and some others think that that they can, that it can. But I don't think so. Not in the the short or medium term. I I don't think so that, that Hungary will leave the European Union soon, uh, because there are so many links and important things which which links us to the European Union. Uh, not only the money, but many many other things. So a relationship uh, based on very strong uh, links that that I don't think it 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 could happen soon in the next ten or fifteen years. I don't think so. But it depends, you know, it, it depends how the European Union develops after the British referendum, after the leave, or after the remain. This, this depends on the development of the European Union itself. Katalin Halmai is a journalist, the Brussels correspondent for the daily Neipzabadshag. You can follow her on Twitter at EUBLOGO. Katalin Halmai, thanks so much for being on the show. Thank you, Stephen. And now let's hear the opinion of Laszlo Andor. Professor Andor is a former EU commissioner from Hungary between 2010 and 2014, and is currently the head of the Department of Economic Policy at the Corvinus University of Budapest. Professor Andor, it's great to have you on the program. Thank you very much. I want to ask you about the Brexit referendum, but first, you were quoted in an article in Politico Europe as saying that it's very difficult nowadays for Hungarians working in the EU to function and be promoted in Brussels due to Prime Minister Orban's policies. 
And I should say that we have already addressed this issue in one of our previous podcasts. We interviewed the author of that piece, Tara Palmieri. But I want to get your perspective. Um, Could you expand on this? How is it difficult for Hungarians working for the EU to function in Brussels right now? Well, I think it's well known that uh, since 2010 or 11, um, Hungary has slided into a role of a kind of black sheep in the European Union due to a huge amount of legislation which uh, uh, confronts uh, EU rules, norms, um, uh, and um, and there's been a huge amount of disputes between uh, the government of um, Hungary and the EU institutions. Now, this has caused a lot of damage to the reputation of Hungary, intendedly or unintendedly, but this is uh, clearly the outcome. Even if there are months when you don't have too much uh, noise uh, or firework around uh, around Hungary, um, the situation is not really improving. And Hungary has been booked as uh, a country which is... Uh, not wholeheartedly in the community of uh, of the European countries. And this obviously affects uh, the everyday work and life of those who, who work in the EU institutions in Brussels or elsewhere. Of course, other people want to understand why this is happening in Hungary, uh, what are the causes, what are the possibilities. People need to explain and explain again, and, um, and that just takes uh, too much energy sometimes. Is there any more solidarity among Hungarian politicians in Brussels compared to Budapest? For example, when you were EU commissioner, what was your relationship like with Josef Sayer and Tomasz Deutsch and people from the other side of the political spectrum in Hungary? Well, I would say we started at a time when um, things were not so antagonistic as they seem to be now. And in general, in many countries, um, there is a lot of cross-party cooperation in Brussels. This does not entirely apply uh, to Hungary. I think uh, things have been quite bitter between uh, the left and the right already before. But I had the ambition to bring people together, to speak to all sides, with the exception of the Jobbik, which I don't consider a democratic party. So I had a policy to, to use my role to help Hungarians in the institutions, whether it is the Commission and and the Parliament. Every year I invited to a discussion all Hungarians working in the Commission, and these were very good programs. For example, I also invited uh, Mr. Shurian um, to speak in uh, uh, some of these, but I had particularly close uh, cooperation with MEPs like uh, Chaba Uri, Livia Jaruka, Adam Kosha, who, who are from the Fides, nevertheless, on many issues of employment policy and social policy, we could work well uh, together. Also, I could um, speak about meetings with others who are a bit more distant from the employment and the social affairs, like Mr. Sayer, uh, who was um, very active at the early period when uh, the Commission was launched and the mode of operation had to be established between parliaments and the Commission. I also remember having a meeting with him at the end of 2011 when I warned him about um, the very difficult financial situation which was surrounding uh, Hungary at that time and urging an approach which would have minimized the risk 
as opposed to uh, deepening the conflict uh, between Hungary and the EU. I'd like to turn to the Brexit referendum now. This week, as you know, Great Britain is going to vote on whether they should stay in the EU or whether the people of Britain would like to leave. And in yesterday's Nebsabadshag, regarding an ad that was taken out by the Hungarian embassy in London, a full-page ad in the Daily Mail on Monday, you were quoted as saying that the whole thing appears to be just a pompous gesture uh, by our prime minister just to get people to talk about him. Can you explain why you think this? Well, first of all, I do believe that most of the people on the continent uh, would prefer to have the UK as an EU member. Um, as, uh, it's, it's partly about uh, the Lyndon Johnson rule, if you remember that. And it's much better to have uh, them inside the tent <laughs> as opposed to outside. Um, but um, you, know, you always have to think about what works and what might be a counterproductive action in this process. I think it's quite visible that in the last two years, officials in Brussels uh, kind of reduced their activity in this context because they believed that it's for the British people to participate in this dialogue and convince each other about the merits of the European Union or the upsides or the downsides of uh, possibly leaving. Now, in this endgame of the Brexit campaign, obviously, it's interesting how one of the prime ministers of um, uh, the so-called new member states enters this discussion. And since we talked previously about the very problematic reputation of the Hungarian government, and especially the prime minister, I'm not sure this is the right moment and the most constructive way to participate in this dialogue. But it doesn't matter much. In my view, you can buy uh, publicity for yourself in such a way and um, I think the British people, British people will just uh, follow their own thoughts about um, to be or not to be inside the European Union. I was wondering when I first saw this, like, do the British people, do they even know who Viktor Orban is? And if so, do they care? No, I think many of them do. Obviously, mm. you know, in 2010, 11, in every round when there was a problem in Hungary with the rule of law, or big uh, debates about a variety of things, whether it is the media, whether it is uh, the central bank, whether it is the forced retirement of the judges, whether it is uh, discussions about the death penalty, whether it is um, issues about um, handling public money, including the resources of the central bank. So there are many, many discussions which uh, give um, a negative publicity for governance in Hungary, the name of Viktor Orban circulates and uh, not in a positive light. So surely people know his, his name, but very often he's referred to as uh, a negative example. And that's why I'm saying that just, you know, reminding the British people that, by the way, the European Union is an organisation in which uh, Mr Orban is one of the leading figures is not the most helpful if you want to convince the priest to stay. Now, a few of these questions I've already asked Ms. Halmai earlier in the program, mm. but I want to get your perspective on them as well. If the British do vote to leave the EU, how do you think this will affect Hungary? I know there are several dimensions to this. Let's start with the Hungarians living in the UK. Mm-hmm. What might happen to them? Well, first of all, let me just say that my expectation is that in case uh, the UK leaves the European Union, 
it will uh, very quickly create a crisis in the UK. There will be a bigger crisis in the UK than in the European Union, primarily an economic one, but also a constitutional one. Uh, There will be a contradiction between the popular opinion and the opinion of uh, the sovereign, which is the parliament. Uh, sitting in London, there will be a constitutional issue regarding Scotland, but pot- potentially also vis-à-vis Northern Ireland and Gibraltar as well. So there will be many, many issues uh, suddenly on the table, a lot more difficulties than the Brexit voters imagine today. But since uh, much of the discussion revolved around uh, the question of immigration, of course um, Brexit would impact on um, their possibilities to stay in the United Kingdom and continue to have employment on equal terms. Mr Cameron already questioned the equal terms, uh, which is practically challenging a fundamental EU principle of equal treatment and non-discrimination among EU citizens. A kind of compromise was reached in February, If the UK leaves the EU but still stays in the single market, like, for example, Norway, this would probably not affect the employment opportunities of those who are already in um, the UK, so they they don't need to be concerned about it. Nevertheless, legislation in future years can change the conditions of their employment and not to a positive uh, direction. Now, I'd like to talk about the economic effect or the possible economic effect of Brexit for Hungary. Are we able to make some predictions? And would the EU cut some of the development funds to Hungary? Well, uh, I think the development funds are secondary. Um, The economic impact is primarily about British companies, British investment in Hungary, or Hungarian involvement in the UK economy, which is partly about uh, labour mobility, but also about being present in the city of London, in the London Stock Exchange, and and many other aspects of the British uh, economy. Look, basic facts that you know, one of the big retail companies in Hungary is British, one of the big telecom companies in Hungary is British. These would not change. I and mean, obviously, we live in um, in the in the era of globalization, and um, these fundamental issues um, would be uh, probably just very vaguely affected by this. But in case um, the UK leaves um, the single market, there would be tariffs um, on, um, on British trade uh, with um, the European Union, and certainly with time, uh, the terms of trade would also be altered. And the secondary question indeed is the, the British contribution to the EU budget, and how a change in this area would result in in changes in the cohesion policy of the EU. Since the UK is a net contributor country, even if the UK has a rebate, uh, certainly uh, there would be an impact. Uh, nevertheless, uh, Hungary is you know one of the relatively poorer members of the EU. Its relative position has not improved in the recent years. Investment is very strongly dependent on EU funds. So, Indeed, there could be questions, but the point is that even if, let's say, for another two years, formally the UK would be a member, even if you would Brexit, you would need to continue to contribute to the EU budget until the date when membership actually stops. In the time afterwards, 
there would still be an EU budget, not for 28 countries, but 27 countries. And Hungary still would be a net recipient uh, country. Probably the union would be forced to improve the efficiency of the EU funds and some new reforms would be launched um, for that reason within a cohesion policy. But there would still be a cohesion policy one way or another. The news portal Index had an article on Monday about Mm. the impact of Brexit. In a sidebar to that article, uh, they were arguing that EU subsidies actually might make Hungary's economy weaker because we are dependent on this free money and therefore we don't have to work on improving our economic fundamentals. What do you Mm -hmm. think of this argument? Well, I think there is an element of truth indeed, but it should apply to a minority of the EU funds which is used by enterprises which otherwise need to uh, function according to the rules of the market economy. In this context, indeed, it's very important to study what kind of controversies may appear, what kind of uh, negative impacts can appear alongside the very important contribution that the EU funds make to investment in the poorer countries. But this is not so much the case with infrastructure development. So that's a different sector of using the EU money and in the poorer countries. In fact, the infrastructure development is normally the largest chunk of the EU funds in a kind of sectoral comparison. I'm not saying that uh, using the EU funds for infrastructure is entirely free of controversy because there are many investigations also in that area. But the nature of the problems in that uh, case is what we call, for example, overpricing or... uh, the exclusion of competition from the preparation of projects, which again results in a distortion of the prices at the end. But still, it's not about questioning that a particular railway or a particular motorway or a particular underground section would be unnecessary. The result of the abuse in these cases is that probably more money is being used then it would be absolutely necessary. But one way or another, the funds are helpful to develop the infrastructure. The situation can be different and more controversial in the case of private companies, which indeed, if always subsidized by EU funds, will never really learn how to function in the market economy and they will not become an innovative engine of economic development in Hungary or elsewhere. If Britain leaves the EU, what do you think the chances are that Hungary would follow? Well, um, I think uh, these chances are probably minimal. Hungary is a country where EU membership is uh, supported by you know much larger share of the population than in the United Kingdom. Hungary never was so ambivalent about EU membership as uh, the British population. Hungary never had a commonwealth and there is no imperial nostalgia in Hungary which would be comparable to the sentiment in Britain. So we never had this kind of uh, high-profile disputes between national leaders and EU leaders like at the time of Margaret Thatcher and Jacques Delors. So I don't think either politically or economically 
it would make sense to raise uh, a similar initiative in Hungary. So I would not expect anything like that. There are certainly some Eurosceptic tendencies in various other EU countries, so it's not exclusively British. You can point to Sweden or Denmark or, uh, or even Germany now has a Eurosceptic party, there's Euroscepticism in the Netherlands or Italy, so it's not unique. You know, in, in case the EU, especially the Monetary Union, is not functioning well, it gives rise to various forms of scepticism and discontent. But Hungary is not even in the monetary union, so the malfunctioning of the single currency does not affect Hungary so directly as it does Italy or Spain, for example. So there might be you know, some repercussions of a possible British exit vote, uh, but I would not expect Hungary in any way or in any circumstances uh, following with a, with a similar initiative. Laszlo Andor is a former EU commissioner and the current head of the Department of Economic Policy at the Corvinus University of Budapest. Professor Andor, thanks so much for being on our show. Thank you very much. The UK voted on Thursday to leave the European Union as a member. As to the exact effect this will have on Hungary, we'll just have to wait and find out. Thanks so much to my two guests, Katalin Halmai and Laszlo Andor, for being on the show this week. You can follow Katalin Halmai on Twitter at EUBlogo, that's E-U-B-L-O-G-O, and Laszlo Andor on Twitter at Laszlo Andor EU with no accent marks on his name. Also, we have a link in our post for this podcast to an interesting speech that Professor Andor delivered in York, England, just last week about Brexit. I encourage you to go to our website and check that out. And I'm on Twitter at NelsonStevenD. And hey, if you have any feedback for us about the show, send an email to info at HungarianPolitics.com or use the Contact Us form on HungarianPolitics.com if you like. If you like the show, please leave us a review on iTunes. That'll help get the word out. This show is produced by me, Steve Nelson. Our music is Retro Future Clean by Kevin McLeod from Incompetech.com and is licensed under a Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0 license. Thanks so much for downloading and listening to the show, and we hope to hear from you again here at the Hungarian Politics Podcast. Mm-hmm.